who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? First you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants like the big ten. <laughs> five. So I would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think? Like, okay. You know? Okay. All right. Stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast, everybody. Uh, tonight is myself, Anthony, and Billy. Kobe is off on special assignment, so he will be back with us next week. Uh, Billy, good evening. How's it going, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know. Same. Same. Right. Still right, getting right. the week going. Yep. Yep. With that, let's uh, let's start with a little, you know, Laker roundup here. Uh, of course, uh, I think everyone's aware by now that the Lakers signed uh, Rajon Rondo, brought him back uh, officially today. They had a presser to announce him uh, back on the team. He was bought out over the weekend by the Memphis Grizzlies, as expected, and signed uh, with us, which is something we talked about a couple weeks ago, was a pretty popular rumor. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's a good move. Billy, what are your thoughts on bringing Rondo back? I love it. I honestly wish we would have had him last year but you know he went got his money and uh and he got traded and then uh you know the other la team didn't even use him so you know whatever he got paid now he's back with us and uh able to help us out you know another another veteran in the locker room to help these young guys another coach on the floor you know when he's not in the game you always see him with a clipboard or pointing out where people can be he's always on the ipad looking at film and so he's going to be a huge asset out there when he's not on the floor. And when he's on the floor, you know, great passer, good defender, um, especially in the playoffs. He, he comes up, always seems to come out really big in the playoffs. So I'm excited to have him back. It's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, he is going to be a great, great role model for the younger guards on this team. And he's really a perfect fit for the way this team is built right now, right? I mean, he's going to be the third point guard. He's not going to have to play big minutes or some nights minutes at all. So he's really going to be a coach on the floor. He's going to be a coach on the bench. He's going to be great in the locker room. I think that mm -hmm. was something that Vogel even mentioned today. Um, Rondo said that, you know, Frank told him that he missed his voice in the locker room last year. And I think that, uh, like what you said, is really important. Oh yeah, uh, huge. Yeah, so I think you're right. It's a great pickup to bring him back. Plus, I really love the depth. You know, last year this team, the biggest issue was we really had no point guards. Right, all you had was Schroeder, who wasn't a traditional point guard, and I think that was a real problem for us last year. And now, look, you got Russ, you got Rondo, you got none. I mean, you got three legitimate playmaking point guards that are smart, can play a little bit of defense, can get guys involved. Plus you got LeBron. So I think the depth of the position is huge because that was a real problem for us last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I was excited to get Schroeder, but again, Schroeder wasn't a true point guard and he didn't play that role in uh, OKC either. So, yeah. you know, when he was over there, he was just scoring and doing this and that. And, you know, I don't think he's meant to be a true point guard. He he wanted to start. We gave him that chance, and it didn't work out. You know, in the long run, I'm kind of glad he didn't sign that eighty four million dollar contract because now 
look what we're able to get. I mean, we have a we have a deep team, and uh, LeBron doesn't have to play point guard so much. You can he can move without the ball and do other things. Can get people involved in other ways, and uh, with him and Russ working together, and you know. There's this talk about Rondo and Russ, what happened to them in the bubble, but I'm sure this was all talked about prior to them getting Rondo. So I think everything's yeah. gonna be fine. No, these guys are professionals. You know, they 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 know what's up. They're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna screw around. There are they, there's one goal and they know yeah. if they work together, that goal can be achieved. So Well, and that's what's great about this team is everybody's here for a purpose. They all know what they came here to do. It's not exactly. about I'm going to get mine. I'm going to know everyone's here for a, one purpose and one purpose only. Exactly. And I think that's what's kind of cool about this group uh, right now. I think it's going to be a good group. I think they're going to mesh well together once they get, once they get on the floor and start getting practices and stuff down. I, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. It's definitely going to be exciting. I wanted to get your thoughts too on, um, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it seems like now it's catching a little more fire about maybe uh, Brooklyn, buying out DeAndre Jordan and, you know, he could come, you know, join, you know, the rest of the gang here on this squad. Um, I think though, if Jordan comes on, it probably means that Marcus Gasol is going to get moved. Cause I don't see, I don't see that working out. It didn't work out last year with the three headed monster. Right. Do you think that would be a good move? Like if Jordan became available, would you rather have him than Mark? I, I, I would miss Mark, but at the same time, he's, not guaranteed to come back he still seems to be on the fence making his mind up and all that and you know we need to put a team together and you know if the nets and jordan work on a buyout and jordan really wants to come then you got to go get him because you, you can't sit around waiting for a guy to make up his mind like you've had all this time you you should know what you want to do by now i like gasol he's a really smart player you know uh, he can't move as well as he used to. He plays more outside now, but he can. he's still a body in the paint, but not like DeAndre. DeAndre is still athletic. He can block shots, grab boards, and, and we have enough guys that can shoot now where we don't need a big man that can shoot. We need big men that can defend the paint, which was a huge loss last year. I mean, you saw what happened last year. We we lost the White right. McGee, and the paint was wide open. Guys were scoring on us left and right in the paint, so – I, I I would love to get Jordan and, you know, solidify that paint and get it, uh, you know, more athletic and stuff in there. No, I think you're right. I think the Jordan-Dwight combo is a little more familiar to what to what won us a championship with JaVale and Dwight. So um, it probably would be a better fit than Marc Gasol. But you're right. Gasol is smart. He is an excellent, excellent passer. But fit-wise, you're right. It probably makes a little more sense to to you know to get DeAndre. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, you know, over the next you know month here before training camp uh, opens. Especially uh, if- now, you got these point guards with you know Rondo and Russ. I mean, these guys know how to get you know big men their ball and where to, their spots and stuff. So I th- yeah. like you said, it it would be kind of like that dual threat like we had with McGee, and you know I think it'd be great. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Well, and that kind of brings me to, you know, another question I had. We all know we got the big three. We got LeBron. We got Russ. We got AD. Let's let's say for the sake of argument, Melo's the fourth best player on the team. Who right. do you think's the fifth best player on this team? Like, who would you hand the keys to after the big four? Okay, well, we know Melo's going to come off the bench, um, you know, depending on uh, – but, you know, talent-wise – he's probably the fourth best scorer on that team. 
maybe even the third best because you know depending on how russ uh his jumper is going but mm-hmm. playmaking obviously russ is you know one of the best um coming off you know as far as being a fourth depending what you're looking at if you're looking at defensively you're looking at reza you know I, I he can still shoot but he can still guard any position on the court um if you're looking, for, you know, for just shooting, Ellington's going to always come off the bench or, you know, he may be starting. We don't know yet. Um, that guy can shoot a lot, but he's a shooter. I like – I think my guy is – that flew under the radar, even in free agency for us, um, is Kendrick Nunn. I mean, I, I like Nunn a lot. He's he's young. He's athletic. He can shoot. He can dri- he, he can do it all pretty much, create his own shot. So uh, I think once he really gets going, I think he's going to be that next guy. Yeah, I think you're totally right about Kendrick Nunn. I think him and Malik Monk were two really underrated pickups, young, talented players that can shoot, that can score, that can defend a little bit. I know a lot of people are going to be really high on THT. I think he will make a little bit of a leap this year and play better. But uh, kind of along the same lines that you were saying, I actually think that it's possible that the the next or the next best talented player on this team could be Malik Monk. He, you know, was a lottery pick just three years ago and didn't really work out uh, in Charlotte. But I think the talent is there. He's still only 23. Um, he's he's athletic. He can, he can shoot the three. He's decent defensively. I think that he could be a surprise guy that on any given night could give you 18 to 20 points. Uh, similar to, uh, you know, I think what we were expecting at Kuzma last year, maybe, you know, Monk will be able to be a surprise guy that could be more talented than people were giving him credit for and could end up being a steal uh, of, of free agency for this Laker team. Yeah, I think I think Monk could fit that role easily. Um, like I said, once once they get comfortable and you know, everyone knows their spots, their roles, and who's going to do what and all that, then it'll all come to play. It's not going to happen, you know, right away. But, you know, when it, you get 20, 30 games in, I think you're going to start seeing more guys knowing their roles and stuff like that, and uh, it's going to come together really nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're totally right. And, and I know one thing, I don't know if you noticed, but that year that THC was playing really well in the bubble, guess who was there? Rondo. Yep. Rondo wasn't there this year. And look how THC played. Kind of sloppy. He he had his spots, but he was a little sloppy given he's young. Now with Rondo back, you know, maybe he gets back to with Rondo's help. I mean, we'll see what happens. No, I, I think you're right. I think that so far the makeup of this team has me really excited. And I can't wait for training camp to open here in the next couple of weeks and us to get rolling. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun, fun NBA year. Uh, you know, with that in mind, I wanted to, I wanted to get your opinion. So obviously there's a lot of, you know, talk about Ben Simmons. The latest rumors is that he doesn't want to be in Philly anymore. He wants to get traded to one of the, you know, California teams, the, you know, being like ideally the Lakers, the Clippers or the Warriors. Now, obviously we know the Lakers and the Clippers really don't have the package to to give up for a guy like Ben Simmons. But that being said, I kind of want to get your opinion. Um, ben Simmons is one of these guys that is rumored to get traded some point this season. So this is kind of like twofold. One, 
who do you think is most likely to get traded this year? Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, or Kyrie Irving? Or do you think they all end up staying put? So I read just an hour or so ago, Ben Simmons is now his three teams minus it's minus the Lakers and insert the Kings. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I don't know, but if he wants out, then cool. I, I honestly think he's going to be the one that gets traded if anybody, because if he's talking about not going to come to camp and all that, and you know, uh, Embiid already had his, you know, little words at the end of the season and stuff. So I have a feeling Simmons is done for sure. They're going to have to figure out to trade him. And who knows? I mean, maybe he'll like, uh, you know, new scenery will do him mm-hmm. some good. Who knows? He's a good player. He's got the talent. I just, you know, hate to see it, see a guy like that, not be able, not make use of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh um, no, for sure. Dame ain't going anywhere. I think, I think Dame's the type that he's going to be like, he came out and said he's not leaving for now. I think he's going to give Portland a shot this year, see how the coaching goes, the system, and what they can do and what they're planning to do, build around them, and go from there. Beal's probably going to do the same thing, feel it out with what they got. And then uh, I think they stay this whole year and uh, feel it out. I mean, I know you don't want to waste any of your years, you know, risking injury, anything like that on, on a losing team. But at the same time, I mean, they're, these guys are loyal guys, which, you know, you love to have on your team. But at the same time, if they're that loyal to you, it comes to a point where, like, you know what, let's help them out for being so loyal for us and find them somewhere that they can go and have a chance to win if that comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, definitely, I definitely think that, you know, sports, especially the NBA, it's just, it's just different than it was 10, 20 years ago. Guys, you know, don't, don't, don't always stick in the same place their whole career. It's just, it's normal now. So I think yeah. the loyalty in sports thing kind of doesn't hold the same weight that it did before guys know it's a business and they want to win and they want to control their own destiny. I think that's why, you, you know, you see stars move so frequently in the NBA that, you know, different than in other sports or like we saw, you know, 15 years ago, but, yeah, you I don't think, see guys like Damon Beal anymore. They're not looking to jump ship. They haven't been. They've they've had chances the last few years, and yeah, you know, I mean, they're sticking it, to it. But yeah. it comes to a point where okay, you know, I I, I got to win. I'm, yeah, I, I think I, if I was putting weight on it, uh, Ben Simmons is probably the heaviest, you know, to get traded because I think it's going to turn into like a James Harden situation where he's just eventually going to force his way uh, somewhere. I don't see the Clippers really having a, a package to put together for him. I don't know what, you know, what they could do. The Sixers want, you know, they want all-star caliber talent in return. So yeah. I think Golden State could put some kind of package together. I think Sacramento could put a little lesser of a package together unless they're willing to trade De'Aaron Fox. Now, if you want to trade De'Aaron Fox, maybe that's enticing to the Sixers. I think that could be an interesting fit with him and Embiid, but I actually think that, you know, Simmons, Beal, Lillard, I don't think any of these guys are going to stay long-term. I think they might stay through the season, but I don't see Lillard staying in Portland in more than, you know, more than a, you know, a year or so. I don't see him retiring there. I see Beal possibly this could be his last year in Washington and 
Um, I see Kyrie kind of probably staying where he's at. You know, he kind of, he put himself in that situation. He hitched his wagon to Durant and Harden. So I see him staying put, but I think Simmons gets moved. I think Beal probably gets moved, maybe not till like the off season. I think Lillard maybe has one or two years left in Portland before, like you said, he just says, I just can't, I can't be loyal anymore. I got to I got to bounce. I think, I think, with Dame's thing, I think he's going to play it out this year. See what happens, yeah. how the offseason looks. You know, obviously he'll have his meetings and stuff, and then I think he'll make his decision next offseason. Bill, he might make his decision earlier than that, depending yeah. on what they do with by the All Star break. So, yeah, uh, well, yeah, Kyrie ain't going anywhere. He's, they're, no, they're, I think no he's going to let a guy with him go. I mean, if the Kings even try to go get Simmons, I mean, I don't know. You're you're putting everything in in Simmons' hands. I mean, you're basically handing him the keys if you're trading Fox for Simmons. So, And then there's that whole thing with Draymond over in Golden State. So uh, possible trade bait there? I don't know, but hey. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just none of these teams really have. But I don't think it's going to be an issue either. Well, the thing that's interesting is none of these teams really have that piece, that that like, okay, at least we could get this guy and he's going to be equivalent. You know, I mean, Golden State has young pieces, but they don't—they don't have a, a guy there that really is close to Simmons, at least talent level. That's why at least yeah. De'Aaron Fox is interesting because you could be like, okay, De'Aaron Fox is actually pretty good. Yeah, Minnesota's been pushing to try to get him, and I mean, they have stuff to give up, but I, he just doesn't want to go there. But no, well, time, I think Philly, yeah, and Philly doesn't want the package. I don't—they don't want. I don't think they want D'Angelo Russell or Malik Beasley or whatever. Yeah. Uh, package they're trying to push on um the sixers they don't i don't think they just i don't think they're interested in that package of players and picks they want something a little more established and i don't know where they're going to get that to be honest with you that's why i think it's going to end up being like a hardened situation and they're going to end up probably getting you know pennies on the dollar for ben it's going to be one of those for Simmons to get traded to have to be a multiple team deal you're going to have to get other teams involved because i don't think there's probably that have pieces to really do the deal it's going to have to be a you know, three, fourteen trade, whatever. Yeah, no, you're you're probably right, and that's the same thing that happened with the Harden deal, right? They got yeah. the Pacers involved because they wanted to get Oladipo instead of Levert, which, in hindsight, might have been a mistake. But yeah. Yeah, I well. think you know that's what happens in these situations when stars force their way out. It's rare that you get really good players in return. Uh, yeah. you know, even New Orleans, I mean, you can make the argument. Yeah, they got you know, ball and Ingram, but look at Lonzo's gone. And now all they really got to show for it is, yeah, they got Josh Hart, who's a decent player, but I mean, really, you know, what did they do? They traded Anthony Davis for Brandon Ingram. It's not terrible, but you wouldn't do that right now. Yeah. Well, you know, who's going to be leaving there soon too, if that keeps up. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Zion's going to bounce too. (laughs) He's going to put up with that. There's already rumors that he wasn't happy there. So, I mean, well, yeah. That's what, yeah, it's that's what I say. It's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to, when stars force their way out. You you almost always end up getting less than than fair value. But you know that's just it's uh, you know arguments for another day, I guess. Exactly. So, anyways, uh, let's keep uh, let's keep the flow going here and give us a little taste of uh, you know some NFL NFL news. So. Kind of a shocker this morning. 
the New England Patriots released Cam Newton. I think there was some speculation that maybe Mac Jones might win the starting job. You know, we discussed this a couple weeks ago, and you had even mentioned that you liked the idea that Mac Jones could be a guy that might take this job sooner than later. But I don't think any of us saw Bill Belichick pulling this, you know, rug out from underneath us. I think we were all kind of stunned by that move this morning. Uh, what was your thoughts on it? I was surprised. I, I, I didn't see that coming at all. Like I text you guys right away when I found out. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. But at the same time, this whole offseason, like every time I listen to the radio, I hear Mac Jones and doing this. Mac Jones, I look at his stats. He's good. His stats are up there. And, you know, he's up there just balling out. and He's doing what he needs to do. And he's getting the respect of the players. And, you know, there's that thing where Newton, too, he had to miss some time where there's that, uh, you know, the, the COVID. COVID. Yeah. You know, uh, shots or i don't not the not the vaccine but you no know, he the, yeah he vi- he violated so-called the protocols yeah yeah protocols. yeah so-called violation or miscommunication whatever that was i don't think anyone still knows the truth about that yet but yeah uh is what it is he mm-hmm. uh he missed some time he missed those joint practices and i i was hearing you know during that time he mac jones took advantage of that time and those joint practices and he was just killing it and you know, honestly, Newton hasn't taken that many snaps. I mean, a lot of starting quarterbacks haven't. But at the same time, Newton hasn't taken many snaps to be in a battle for the QB1, mm-hmm. not taking as many snaps as I think that he probably should have had um, was weird in the preseason. I know, you know, normally a lot of the starting quarterbacks aren't going to do that. But he, if you're battling and trying to solidify your spot, you think uh, – they will put him out there. So I'm wondering if this was just Belichick playing one of his games, you know, playing it out type of thing. And then, so, you know, they kind of, he kind of knew what he was going to do in the f- first place. And, you know, there's a lot of people speculating, oh, you know, the whole vaccination thing that Newton didn't want to get vaccinated. I mean, that's fine and dandy. You know, I'm sure that might have a little bit to do with it. But I think Belichick, you know, after a couple of weeks, I think he had this all planned out because that's what he does. Well, it's, it's so great, too, because Belichick is, is so Belichick, right? I yep. mean, this is not new for the Patriots, too, obviously, right? Because this is how Tom Brady got his opportunity, you know, somewhat, a little differently, right? Drew Bledsoe was, was playing great. They were in, they were, you know, they, were, they, were, they had a great season that year, and he got hurt. Tom Brady came in, and that was it. They never looked back, and they never went back to Bledsoe because Brady just kept the bus moving. Yeah. And you're right. Mac Jones was in, was impressing all in camp and in the preseason. And it's not like Cam was doing bad. It's just Mac was doing good and kept kept kind of putting pressure on that narrative, right? That narrative like, "Oh man, maybe he's maybe he's better than Cam. Maybe he's going to take the job. Maybe he's this, maybe yeah. he's that." And then, you know, the way sports works, just like, you know, life, we 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 often you know, thing things happen out of our control and so many things in sports come down to like opportunity and circumstance, right? right? So circumstance created this situation where Cam wasn't able to play in practice for a week because of mm-hmm. the COVID violations, the miscommunication, you know, whatever. 
And then opportunity. And Mac Jones took advantage of that circumstance and opportunity and capitalized on it. And maybe that was, you know, the, the, the cherry on top or the straw that broke the camel's back or who knows. But I think that we, we were shocked. And I, I don't know if this is, you know, who knows if this is on the field or if this is like off the field stuff, maybe, you know, Belichick runs a tight ship and maybe, you know, he just didn't feel like Cam was falling in line, right? Not following the the well, Patriot you know, rules, or yeah, he don't, you know Belichick doesn't like those antics. He he likes the boring, just you know straight line as long as we're winning. But I don't want all the antics and off the field, you know, stuff going on. And, yeah, so I mean, like, like you said, I mean, if they were on the fence and Newton missing that time, that's probably what pushed him over the over that fence. And there we go. I mean, that's all it takes. That's what got Brady into the lineup and became, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, opportunity and circumstance. And, you know, Cam, you know, had the miscommunications and couldn't get on the field. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, they were just frustrated with that because, you know, he had the COVID issues last year too. And maybe they just felt like, let's, let's, let's go with this kid. We think he gives us a better chance to win and, you know, on and off the field, we think it's a better fit. So I think, I think it's the right move. I mean, I don't know where Cam's going to end up now. I mean, the only place he could probably start would be Houston, but I mean, he wouldn't do much out there either because they just don't really have anybody. Yeah. I did. I did hear a little rumor. Alice was toying, you know, doing their due diligence as far as looking at Cam. And I don't know if Cam would be able to accept a backup role, but I mean, look at Jameis. He did that last year. He came in now he's a starting quarterback and Hey, I hope the guy does well. I mean, I like, I like the saints, you know, one of the side teams and when breeze was there anyway, we'll see how it goes now. But I mean, hopefully Jameis does good, you know, and maybe this is a, you know, learning lesson for a lot of guys like, you know, check your ego out the door type of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I think too, obviously Cam's a little bit older now, but he's also coming off, you know, he had the shoulder injury, had the shoulder surgery, you know, a couple of years back last year, didn't look quite like himself, you know, health wise. And then COVID that kept him out of the lineup for a few weeks. So I think too, it could just be teams are going to be weary of him uh, just physically, right? Is he, is he, you know, can he be a, a competent you know, good, consistent quarterback health wise. Does he still have it? Has that is that shoulder still a problem? So I think there's yeah. there's there's that aspect too. I did hear a little rumor about maybe Washington, right? Because Ron Rivera obviously is a coach in Washington now and you know he coached him in Carolina. So you know you got that yeah, connection there. Good possibility. So but you're right. It's gonna be hard, especially now because teams made their final cuts today. So people aren't – these NFL teams, they're not looking to add players. They had to cut guys today. So I don't really know where there's going to be a spot for Cam immediately because teams had to trim down to 53 men today. So yeah. the timing is kind of interesting as well. I mean, obviously, that's why the Patriots did it because they were cutting their their roster down too. But everyone's cutting down. So I don't know where Cam finds an immediate home because no one's got spots right now. I don't think you'll find anything. It's, just, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, until, yeah. until maybe four or five weeks in, you know, the best thing he can do is just stay ready. And yeah, that's all you can really do. Stay ready. See what teams are doing. 
and uh, go from there and hopefully someone calls you if not and prepare for next year. Definitely want to be, you know, your Lakers center for all things Lakers and NBA. We still want to give you a taste of some other stuff from time to time too. So kind of we are, uh, we're also on Apple now. Yeah. Uh, Apple podcast, uh, you know, check us out, rate, give us that five-star rating. That'll help us uh, be more visible as far as, you know, uh, listeners and stuff like that go as well. Uh, also on Spotify, check out our Instagram page at Matter of Stats. Um, we're also on Twitter as well. Yeah, so we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, that's about all we got for this week's episode of Matter Stats podcast. Uh, for myself, Billy, uh, we thank you guys, and we will catch you next week. Miss you, Cope. <laughs> Thank you.